Thanks for joining us on the DDS Faith Podcast. Our prayer is that as we discuss what God has to teach us through His Word, we can all learn how to deepen, defend, and share our faith in Jesus Christ. I'm just here, you know. I bring the luck. Uh, I'm well, the eye candy. Well, I'm glad I'm sitting beside you. Let's see, exactly. <laughs> I want to be with the good-looking one. You, you can right. be the eye candy, too. No, not <laughs> Got a good beard, man. That's good, man. Yeah. Well, I the Bible. You know, so I'll tell you a funny story. You want to hear a funny story? I do. Are we recording? So, and yeah, this will probably so go my, out. Uh, so. That's okay. So I go every Friday or Saturday, depending on how it works out, to my mom's house and uh, organize all her prescription drugs for the week, right? Because yeah. she gets a little confused and she's got yeah. so many of them that she... So I go up there <laughs> after work one night, and it's already dark, and uh, I don't have my house key, so I had to knock on the door. And uh, so, you know, this year, I'm going to say this year because it makes me feel better, but uh, this year, so I shave all this off in the summertime because I can't stand this beard in the summertime. So this year, whenever I grew my beard back out, it came back a lot wider than before. <laughs> so, so I knock on the door, right? I'm standing there at mom's front door, and she's a little bitty woman and everything. Uh-huh. And she, I see the blind open up, and she's not used to me knocking on the door anyway. And I see the blind open up, and then I see it close, and I hear her. <laughs> <laughs> and I knock on the door again, Mom. You okay? And <laughs> there's an she, old beard and white. Looks, white she looks out the door and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> she, she wasn't used to the one." And she's looking right there at me. So she thought I was some old man, there, which I am. But you know, not to her, I'm not. But. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> what it is, I had That's a cool. beautiful full head of hair until I started doing youth ministry. <laughs> well, you do have one then, hair that you can shave right there. You're going to point that out for everybody hey, to... Yeah. Don't make us get the Batman shirts. No. <laughs> Sacrilegious. We... We get on here one day and we buy him a Batman shirt that we want him to wear or a Flash shirt or something. Humongous. Yeah. I think I'm and, fat or something. And he's being a big wimp about it. I'm not, I'm not matching wimp. shirts with y'all. That's so wimp. weird. I don't want to be on here wearing the same fun. shirt. Fun. It was fun. And you let me stick to my finals and my. Hats. <laughs> well, and so then the next week when we had flannels and trucker hats, he got to show up with flannels and trucker hats. Flannel and trucker hats. That's cool. Try to be fun here and there. I'll, just, I'll just take this off so we can show off my shirt. My area shirt. Nobody really cares. There's crap on it. Yeah, <laughs> hey, look, we're, we're matching. Oh, you guys oh, yeah. are I matching. Yeah. Oh, is that a brand? I got it free with a pair of boots. Nice. I thought it was the mountain that the uh, um, the the ark landed on. It's Ararat. Mm-hmm. Ararat. It's Ararat. Or Ararat. You pronounce it Ararat. Um, but see, the horse is horseshoes. And is that what that is? Yeah, yeah three horseshoes. Hmm. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wore. Um, I wore some sort of shirt and it had some sort of logo. It was like 
it wasn't off brand, but I bought it at like, uh, it, Katie bought it at like a thrift store or whatever. And it was one of those nicer shirts. And I'm like, what is that thing? And <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but it was like a horse or something. Hmm. Like, I think it was polo. Start to say, was it a polo shirt? Have you ever seen the um, the little deer head that people put on the back of their truck sometimes? On the trailer hitch? No, it's on. It's like a decal on the window. Yeah, it's a decal on the window. Like a mm. like a brand or just a mm-hmm. picture of a deer? It's a yeah, it's a brand. I forget I, I forget what it is, but. It never looks like a deer head when I first look at it. It looks kind of like a human with a funny-looking head. Hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Okay. So. All right. So uh, tonight we have Todd Rust with us, and uh, we've uh, known each other for a couple of years now, about three, almost four, I guess four years now. And... Uh, yeah, it feels like an eternity, though, doesn't it, Todd? <laughs> that's how, that's, I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, I mean, that's how it is knowing me, you know. It just yeah. feels like forever. Um, well, anyway, uh, Todd, uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, what you do. So I'm Todd. Man of many words. I work maintenance at a paper mill. Okay. For a living. Um I've got three daughters. That's where the gray hair comes from. <laughs> and uh, uh, I am a widower. Oh, yeah. Recently lost my wife, passed yeah. away. So uh, I think that's where this scripture came from, you know, when I, I talked to you about it. But uh, yeah, so we're in Philippians 4. Yeah. And. A um, little backstory on that about, uh, I guess, 10, 12 years ago now. If y'all, you know, my, so my wife, Vicki, had cancer for 16 years mm-hmm. um, and uh, put up a pretty good fight and lost her life, lost her battle uh, this, this past December. So, uh, anyway, um, Philippians 4 six and seven uh about 10 years ago i can remember sitting in my house i can i can picture that perfectly you know sitting there having kind of a pity party for myself and uh asking the lord you know hey why me why is this happening to me and my family and uh he he uh when, when was this? This was about 10 years ago. Okay. And he, he led uh, led one of my friends at the time that I was going to church with to uh, call me up. He yeah. said, hey, man, he said, I, I don't know why, but the Lord's leading me to, to share this scripture with you, and it's been a blessing to me. And it was Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So I've had that scripture, and that's, that's my favorite scripture, and I have had that almost memorized since then. And um, so I thought that I'd felt that peace that passes all understanding, mm-hmm. you know, before 
and uh, and I had. But uh, I was with Vicky in the room the night that she passed away. Oh man! And uh, or the afternoon that she passed away, and uh, it was me and our three daughters and and two of our really close friends. And uh, the moment that she passed away, I actually saw her take her last breath. Oh my gosh! And she 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 mentioned it. You know, she's like, Dad, I think I think Mom's gone, and. Uh, and it was pretty pretty rough, you know, moment and everything. But but all the all the people in the room ran over there to her, and everybody's crying and going on, and and I just couldn't I couldn't cry. I just kind of had to chuckle, you know, and, <laughs> and just huh, and and smile. And uh, and so that verse came alive then. Yeah, you know because. It, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I feel like that I actually that I that that, that I actually got to witness her see Jesus for the first time. Oh, that's wow. cool. You know, and I can't. That's a really cool way to see I, that. I can't prove that scripturally or anything, sure. you know. But but that's what maybe that's just myself making myself feel better about it, you know. But but that's I could not cry at that moment. Now you know, plenty before and plenty since. Yeah. You know, but at that moment, I just felt so much peace. It so, was almost like she went from seeing her husband to seeing Jesus, to seeing one love to seeing another, or yeah, love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's cool. And no more suffering. You know, it was 16 years that she, she battled cancer, and not all of them were bad, yeah. but uh, uh, not all of them were good either. Um, so... Uh, so I, you know, through all those years, I've, I've shared that scripture with people. I believe that I shared that with Jeremy once, and uh, he might not remember it, but uh, I can remember Jeremy going through a rough time, and I was like, "Hey, man, I just need to call Jeremy up and, and yes, share I do remember with that. Him. Yeah, it was with yeah. your mom. I yes, it was. yeah. So sorry, it took me a minute. It's been that's, a, that's okay. That's okay. It's been a year, Tom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> been more than a year. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but. Uh, since, but yeah, they. Uh, I never really. I've never really looked at verse eight, okay, which is the following verse, yeah. and uh, I'll read it if you want me to. Yeah, it says, please. "Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely." Whatever is admirable, if anything, is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. So, like I said before, I've never, I've never really paid any attention to that verse. Never really uh, noticed it. Yeah. But uh, if any of you knew Vicky, you knew how how. Uh, on fire for the Lord she was. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. So uh, I was supposed to give her second Bible that I bought her during our marriage to uh, to Kendra when she passed. And so this Bible... Now, Kendra's your oldest? Kendra's my oldest daughter. Okay. This Bible, uh, she had worn out and had it rebound. 
Oh, cool. And then when it was, after she had it rebound, she used it for a little while, but then it started falling apart again. So she put it away and I bought her another Bible for Christmas a few years ago. Yeah. And I've got that Bible. But she'd go through and highlight her Bibles and and put notes in them and everything. So yeah. Kendra, my oldest daughter, has that old Bible, and she's going through it right now. We're doing a read the Bible in a year thing yeah. as a family together. Cool. And we're going through and sharing whatever she had highlighted and whatever notes she had in the Bible. So in the process of finding that Bible, I, we had it packed away. I found, and I knew that she kept prayer requests and journals and stuff, but I found all of her journals dated back to 2015. Yeah. So every day she would write in this journal, in this prayer journal, and it may be just a prayer request, you know, from like Sunday school or something like that, but but it had scripture written in it that she had written, and then it had lots of times a prayer. So she would write out prayers in these yeah. prayer journals. Mm. So I just got them and I started reading them, you know, and they're, they're kind of hard to read because, you know, <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's like, Lord, please help Todd with this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was struggling with that, you know, so, but, but, uh, but I, I, I came upon one and, and I was married to that woman for 22 years. Wow. And she was my best friend in the world. And I knew her better than I knew anybody than, than I've ever known anybody. And she knew me better than anybody else in the world is knows me. Yeah. But I came up on this prayer and she, she was struggling with wanting to fit in to a in crowd at a place where she was at. And uh, I have never known her whatsoever to care about what anybody around her thought as far as, you know, wanting to fit in with somebody that she didn't fit in with. Yeah. She, she never struggled with that outwardly to me. So uh, it kind of caught me as a shock that she was praying to the Lord about that. And then she, she in the middle of this prayer, she's like, Lord... She was talking about like coming home and replaying events in her head and, and and well if I'd have said this, do you think this would have worked out better? And then she's like, and I find myself, Lord, thinking about if I if I, if I act this way, will I fit in? Or if I say this or if I do that. And she says, I don't wanna be I don't wanna I don't wanna do that, you know. So she said Help me to to focus on this. Yeah. And she wrote Philippians four eight out, <laughs> you know. And uh, so that is where I came to to finally realize Philippians four eight. And I've never noticed it. That I know I've read it. Yeah. But I've never noticed it. it's never stood out to me, you know, <laughs> or anything. So. Uh, so I started looking at it. So and she was, um, I guess she was trying to fit in with a certain crowd, 
and she was anxious about it, and that's when she was writing in her Bible and stuff. Yeah, she started. She started getting. Uh, yeah, getting anxious about it, starting thinking about. You know, well, talk- that's, like you were saying, you know, uh, well, what if I said this? You right. know, uh, I guess that's. I mean, that's good. How often do we play our day? You know, just yeah. through our heads, and we go, "Oh, I should have done this," but in reality, it doesn't even matter because you can't do anything about it anyway. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why he says, "Be anxious for nothing." Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. So, so I like I said, I, she wrote this. She wrote the verse eight out in in this prayer, and I started looking at that and thinking about that. And then that, uh, um, you know, that's whenever I contacted you and said, because you've been talking to me about coming on one of these podcasts, and I yeah. Thought, Hey, there we go. There's something to talk about. <laughs> so I started thinking about that and, and what's true and what's noble and what's right, you know, what's pure, lovely, and admirable, and what's excellent and what's praiseworthy. And, you know, the easy answer to that is just Jesus. Right. You know, but... Uh, Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So, uh, but then uh, it, during the, 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 the Bible in the year, mm-hmm. I read that Matthew 15. Yeah. And, uh, and what it was talking about. And, and I thought, well, man, that right there, that's, that's it. And it's talking about what you eat doesn't defile you, but, but the things that come out of your mouth is what defiles the man and what's in the heart. Yeah. So, it's not what we take in, but it's what we what comes out of us. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you're not, uh, focusing on like it says here, you know, as it put it, uh, thinking about these things, you know, I spent a whole lot of my life thinking about, which is another one of those things that that Vicky was praying about, you know, thinking about. What's the next truck I'm gonna buy? Yeah. What's what can I what kind of cool gadget can I put on my bass boat so I can catch more fish? You know right. what what's and uh, or what TV show can I watch? Yeah. You know, um, and and all those things are I'm not saying they're bad, but but that's not right. you know how much time have I spent focusing on what Jesus wants and what Jesus right. wants me to 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 do. Or just not even to do, but just focusing on him. Yeah. Well, a lot of times, you know, we find, you know, what are the things we're not supposed to do? You know, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this, and I'm not gonna do that. But you know, he says, you know, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, admirable, do these things. You know, and yeah. it's like we need to be. It doesn't. It, we don't need to do this whole. Don't do this. Don't do that. But it's we need to be proactive. Right. And make the choice to. Do the things of God proactively instead of just, oh, I might do it here and there. Well, you know, uh, there in Matthew 15, what I was talking about on yeah. that other scripture, Jesus is telling that to you know he's talking about the Pharisees and when they're asking, they're questioning him about what they're washing his hands because yeah. they were eating the him and the disciples were eating one day. 
and they didn't wash their hands before they ate. And they're saying, well, that's a sin. And yes. yes. <laughs> Though you should wash your hands before you eat, that's not necessarily a sin to not do it. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, that's where, that's where that comes from, you know. So, so not focusing, like, just like you said, you, we're lots of times as, as Christians, we're focused on, well, I'm not doing that, yeah. and I'm not doing that. So I must be okay mm-hmm. instead of focusing on what is it that I need to be doing? What, yeah. what am I, what does Jesus want me to do? What is, what, how can I focus on Jesus and try to be more like him? Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure if this is the same, uh, same scenario or if it's, if it's a different encounter with the Pharisees, but you know, Jesus calls them whitewashed tombs. And I know for the longest time, like, what does that mean? Whitewashed tombs is like sounds like it might be a you know like a, a clean grave, you know, and it's just like you're very pretty, you look very nice, but there's nothing but death inside, inside. and that's what that means. And it's like dang, and that just that that gets you, you know. I mean, think about think about how we act um, throughout the day, and it's just like what's coming out? Are you dead or? Is there something more? Do you have Jesus? Are you giving praises out? And the, the closer you are to God, the, the more sinful you're going to feel. Yeah. Um, a lot of time, and, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, I think a huge commandment that I've been trying to focus on more recently is is guarding your heart. Yeah. Um, because not only for your own sake, but for God's kingdom, because when your heart isn't guarded and when, you're, when your weaknesses are exposed, that hurts, that hurts your other commandments that we have and and sharing the gospel and making disciples and that apply like the end of verse seven there um the peace of god which surpasses or all verse seven the peace (laughs) of god which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in christ jesus yeah and when you're not guarding your hearts in different situations like dating or sin um because Satan knows your weaknesses, and yep. he knows mm-hmm. where you will crumble and where you mm-hmm. will give in. And he will play and, you like a piano. Yeah, and he will he will beat those weaknesses like crazy. And if you're not guarding your hearts to those, then then that affects everything. Um, and so that's very very important that I've been my eyes have been open to lately. And that also goes with your tongue, um, because your tongue is one of the uh, is it James. I think it's James too. Um, and he 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 compares it to the a small rudder of a ship uh-huh. and how that tiny little rudder mm-hmm. affects the course of this entire ship and it compares that to your tongue and we have to guard our hearts and what we're saying, what we're letting in, but also more of what we're letting out. Yeah. Um, well, I know um, you know early on when uh, I had you know I had first gotten saved and I quit cussing. And then I started making some changes in my life, and I started doing better. Well, then, later on, I got into some crass humor, Um, you know, humor (laughs) that we really shouldn't, you know, and it talks about don't do coarse joking, you know. And and it's amazing how, sure, those are funny, but how much it messes you up on the inside, like slowly, that you you don't even notice it, but then when you realize it's like, wow, I'm not... I'm not that pure anymore, you know. There's, I got some issues going on. Right? I don't know what crass means. Like crude? Crude. Sure. Yeah. Right. Same thing. explain a lot of things to Eli. They act like I'm supposed to explain know away act. because, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking to well, Sullivan Central <laughs> educated. They named some uh, actor from like the 60s who expect me to know exactly who that is, yeah. who their mom is, and when they died, and what movie they were in. Okay. 
Who have we tried? Who are the Golden Girls? Well, they're not the Spice Girls. We know that much. <laughs> that's a reference to a very... That's probably like the fifth episode. <laughs> we were talking about something. Who was it? Was he it Betty said, White? I asked, I asked him if he knew who Betty yeah, White was. it was Betty White. And he's like, wasn't she like one of the Spice Girls? No, no, no. 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 Yeah, I said, I I I said Golden White. Girl. I asked if Betty White made the U.S. flag. Yeah, that's yeah, so that, that was worse. And then you mentioned. I said this. something about the Golden Girls, and he said, Oh, didn't they have that song? I'm like, Dude, What song? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what that was. Oh, man. <laughs> but the, the thing is, like a few days after that, I was in a Walmart working at one of the displays there. And most Walmarts have their restrooms at the front of the store next to the customer service desk. It's really sad. <laughs> you know that. Because I had to find the restrooms in a lot of Walmarts, and as I was as I was walking to the restroom, there were three elderly ladies in line together, waiting to check out their groceries or something. And one of their ringtones. No. I'm just kidding. And I walked by them, and I thought, "Oh, real life Golden Girls." And the first song that went in my head was not the theme song from the TV show. It was. <laughs> so I briefly mentioned the importance of guarding your heart and I think the, the big question we probably should answer is how to do that I think guarding your heart is a relatively broad term I think that this primarily refers to to the sin that you struggle with um, and and like I mentioned earlier Satan knows your weaknesses he knows when you will when you will fold and when you'll give in um, and we have to be able to know these in order to guard our hearts and especially have, like in verse 7 says, have the Spirit guard our hearts with the peace that surpasses all comprehension. And the closer you draw to the Lord or the closer you draw to God, the more sinful you're going to feel. And when you have these convictions, which you should be praying for and you should be working on, you have to know how to guard your heart. So like me, for example, <coughs> I know when I'm going to fall. Yeah. I know what situations Satan would love to have me in so that I can crumble. And I have to know how to discern when the situations are okay and when I should avoid them. And so I think there's a lot of discernment involved with guarding your heart and knowing like knowing your weaknesses right. and how you can overcome those and, and not setting yourself up for failure. Um, well, see, the guarding your heart that you're talking about is everything against what our culture says, which mm -hmm. is follow your heart. Mm -hmm. Listen to your heart. I mean, you you look at all those movies from the 90s, uh, especially those Disney movies, it's all about following your heart and I mean they, they have songs about following your heart. Mm -hmm. And you know the Bible says You can sing one. One guard your you can you can guard your heart and another one says it says the heart is desperately sick and wicked. And mm -hmm. we shouldn't listen to it. But, you know, we go based on our feelings all the time. We go and we say, oh, well, this feels good, so I'm going to do it. That's not a good way to live your life. When your flesh will, will constantly cause you to, to fail. Right. Um, and, and like Todd mentioned earlier, uh, Matthew 15, 18, or, or 19, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, slanders. Well, think about it. You know, you just said uh, thefts, okay? Mm -hmm. So that, that's perfect, all right? I really want money. So I well, steal, yeah. right? If I followed my heart, my innermost desires, or you said flesh earlier, mm -hmm. you just your desires, a lot of those desires end up being evil. Mm -hmm. They're wrong. Well, and, and most guys relate to this. Like, you know what situations <laughs> you, would, you would fall 
where you're putting those like sexual temptations, like right. in a marriage, um, you should probably know that you shouldn't walk into certain places. And one thing uh, my Sunday school teacher told me years ago, this is Kevin, this is hilarious. Yeah. I don't put his name in there, but he was like, Why not? Shout um, him out. He was like, As a police officer, we were offered, I think it was like $40 an hour to work the night shift guarding a, like a nightclub. Yeah. And he was like, If that building burned down and they found my dead body in that building, that's <laughs> 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 so funny. <laughs> But you, like, I mean, that's that's funny, but like that ties back to don't put yourself in those situations where you know your heart and your fleshly desires are right. going to cause you to stumble. Be but, above an yeah, accusation. It's not just situations that. and places. You know, mm-hmm. don't turn that channel mm-hmm. on. Right. That's showing the show that or the movie that you don't need to be putting into your brain. And yeah. Well, think think about people that you know struggle with lust, mm-hmm. and then they go watch a show that has nudity in it. I know mm-hmm. uh, one of the really popular shows was Game of Thrones not too long ago. I don't watch that. I'm not going to watch it. There's nudity in it. And there's a lot of people that are like, oh, no, no, that doesn't get to me. But then they struggle with sexual sin. And it's, it's these small little things over here mm-hmm. that it, it triggers mm-hmm. every single time. And a lot of it is mental discipline. Right. Um, because when you have those thoughts start coming in, no matter what it might be, whether it's longing for the past or, or whatever situation mm-hmm. you're going through, and you know it's going to cause a train wreck, you got to stop that before it gets going. Distract right. yourself. Do something. But you have to discern what those thoughts are and know how to stop them and, and when those thoughts are coming on because it might start small, but when that thought grows and all of a sudden it's just destroyed your day, you have to be able to guard your, your heart and, and your mind from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you can... You can use that verse verse eight there to, to to well, I guess what would it be called a litmus test or whatever. Yeah, the, so that show that you want to watch does it is it pure? Mm-hmm. Is yep. it right? Is it noble? You know, it's one thing for you to be mindful and guarding your heart on your own, but if you are in a group of people who are not as mindful of guarding their hearts as you are, uh, sometimes you have to be the odd man out. Uh, we talk, you know, just mentioned television shows. Just here within the last few years, a lot of the television viewing has gone to streaming platforms. Right. Um, whereas in the past, it was network television. And there were certain things you could not say and do on network television. Right. Well, now you go to streaming services and all the rules are off. And you can say and do whatever you want to on streaming services. And some of the most talked about and critically acclaimed programs are often some of the most offensive things when it comes to, you know, things that are uh, pure and holy. Mm -hmm. Right. uh, Admirable. Admirable. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. And what's distressing is when you get into a group of friends who proclaim the name of Christ, yep. you know, they're Christians, it's like, hey, did you see this TV show? And you're like, no, I haven't. And you turn it on, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's a reason I haven't seen this show. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. multiple reasons well, I haven't seen this show. You know, I can't And tell don't you. need to see right. this show. Yeah. 
And I can't tell you how many times, you know, a lot of people are already thinking, okay, guard your heart around, you know, these secular people, you know, when you're at work, you know, because, you know, they're going to be watching some of the bad shows and stuff. And it's like, you go to your Bible study. Yeah. And they're talking about those shows. You need to guard your heart around those people too. Right. Because guess what? We're not perfect. I have watched things that I should not have watched. Mm-hmm. Well, like I said earlier, it's a it's a big mental thing too because you have to know what thoughts are going to cause a train wreck. You yep. have to catch those before it gets too far. When you wake up and those thoughts are hitting you about um, like past events or, or sexual temptations or or um, any or any sort of temptations, stop them before they get to the point of action. Well, a few years ago during the pandemic, um, I started binge watching a show that I had watched when it first came on and was watching with one of the students in the in the youth group and it's a comedy it's uh like a spy um kind of like a spy show secret agents that mm-hmm. kind of thing and um there were a few that. scenes <laughs> what is it i can't say because the company's not cut we'll cut it the cut it's yep it was Great, great show. Yeah, <laughs> funny, but there are a few times where the female secret agent is in a costume that is particularly revealing, and I was very aware that there was a 18, 19 year old in the room watching this, and I was like, "Don't look, don't look." <laughs> but not you, though. You're fine. But not me. I'm fine. Let me watch this. <laughs> yeah. You know, but even innocuous things like that, you still need to be right. aware of. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of times it was you, network. It was a network show. Yeah. So a they, could, they couldn't do too much. Mm-hmm. We don't even. They did enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. We don't even get off. Hang on. <laughs> He's trying to get his point across. Okay. I know what you said. Make your point. I was talking about. Yeah. An agent. <laughs> and then he got into the... No, I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. I'm just waiting for him to interrupt me again. I will not interrupt you. You're the one that interrupts. You're going to take everything You're in interrupting you yourself. Not to interrupt me. A lot of times... Well, <laughs> well anyway, with, with shows that we watch, you know, a lot of times, like, you know, you were talking about with that youth that you were with, the 18, 19-year-old, and, um, you know, you realized what you were watching when you were watching it. And it's like... Sometimes we don't even notice those things until other people are around, and we need to be right. aware of those things. And then also the the things that we listen to. You know, a lot of times we'll say, you know, I'm a good good enough Christian not for that not to bother me. You know, I can I, I can handle this. You know, and I remember I used to listen to a lot of music that I should not have ever listened to, and I didn't realize how much it was affecting me. Like, because I never listened to the words, really. I mean, I just listened because I was just a musician. Even the vocals were just, it was music to me. That's something I learned when um, this last recording project I did with the two guys. Yeah. And I learned I'm very much a lyric person. Mm -hmm. I am listening to the lyric. I Maybe that's because I'm a singer and I'm listening to what the message is. And, you know, if I was going to sing this, how would I communicate this message? I'm going to generalize here. Your generation 
just listens to the beat. Yeah, you're like, listening. Like the flow. You're listening yeah, to the track true. and the instrumentation. Yeah, I can, I can and, listen to a song for years and never know what it means. Yeah. Never, never not, never know one <laughs> lyric about it. So yeah. we'd be on our trips down to the studio in Knoxville and back, and they'd be on their playlists and stuff, and they play these songs, and I'd be like, "Did, did they say what I think they said?" Why? Why? I like listen to that, and yeah. then once you once they tune into the lyrics, they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Right. I'm like, "How have you never heard that yeah. before?" And see, what people don't understand is even when you're not listening to that consciously, it's still doing something in here, right? You know, just yeah. because of what you're consuming. So I had a I've got a mentor of mine, and uh, he was talking one day about having like demonic dreams, you know, really scary dreams about demons, when mm, they, you know, yeah. through the time. And and he was talking to his mentor about it, and he said, well, look at what you're listening to. Yeah. And, you know, all his music that he liked to listen mm -hmm. to and everything. And, and he, said, he said, man, when I cut that out, the dreams went away. Wow. wow. You know, so. I mean, it goes it back to. It does affect what. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever is excellent, pure, admirable. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is a great checklist for things. Yeah. You know? yeah. Mm -hmm. Just keep it. Keep it at the forefront. Keep it on your front or, or your phone or have it a note or something. Dwell on these things. Dwell on those things. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, and, and then it says, be anxious for nothing, but right. dwell on this. You right. know, mm -hmm. worry, in a way, worry about these things. You know, is this pure? Is this holy? Is this excellent? Is this admirable? Those are the things that we need to be thinking of. And I think that that ties into, um, well, like I've I've learned this more recently, and I've also had some like younger students and stuff ask me this: um, How do I discern God's will for this specific situation? Do I go to this school? Do I date this girl? Do I whatever? But the the closer you are to God, and like if you can really feel that sense of peace in your walk with Christ, and being in the word and just just being on fire and super close and and like obviously there's gonna be times where you're more stagnant but when you're close to god those situations are going to naturally fall into place right because when you're seeking mm -hmm. god you're seeking his will um and, and and we could go into that a lot deeper but it's it's way easier to figure out how to handle those <clears throat> certain situations when you're close to god well and uh, in second corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 uh paul is writing and says we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and ready to punish all disobedience whenever your obedience is complete. Um, but there's that phrase in there about taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So it's like, when you feel things, especially talking, um, there's a lot of times in my job, you just kind of get frustrated. Um, some people are just a special breed <laughs> and everybody has bad days at their job. And so just because somebody else gets frustrated and takes it out on me and I'm ready to come back with something I have to stop and say, okay, is what I'm about to tell this person going to be glorifying and honoring to God? Or am I just going to cut them off at the knees to make myself feel better? So um, you have to take that thought captive and be like, no, we're not going to say that. 
um, say something else and try to be a blessing. Guard our hearts. Guard your hearts. Yeah. So, so I don't really know how to say this, so I'm going to try. But if you notice, like that verse that you just read, and in the verse that's above this one in, in 7 right here, the last part of that, it says, in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. You know, we, we can talk all we want to about what we're going to do. Yep. And really, we can't do anything. That's true. Apart from Jesus, mm. you know. And uh, and and I'm going to screw up till the day I die, <laughs> just like everybody in this is. But the glorious thing about it is the difference. I heard a pastor one time say this. said, the only difference between the vilest sinner outside of these doors and the greatest saint that's sitting in here today is Jesus Christ. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't know about you all, but uh, all right, there was a time in my life when I was far from God, and I was angry and even suicidal. And then Jesus found me, and he asked me to follow him. And so I did. And now I'm less angry, and I'm not suicidal. Uh, and I want to learn more about him. Right. And I want to share him with people around me, you know, uh, that's that's what it's all about, right? The Great Commission. What is that? Matthew 28, 19. 28, 28, 28 19, and 20. Right. It talks about going out into the world yep. and making disciples and uh, teaching them. Like, I mean, that's a very loose paraphrase. Hey, but, that's you know, good. But uh, that's my little testimony, right? That's my story. Mm-hmm. But you all know this story, right? The three yeah. circles. Mm-hmm. You know? So our world today is is broken, right? And all these little squiggly lines, they represent man's attempt at getting out of that brokenness, right? So going home and watching that TV show I'm not supposed to watch. Right. Uh, money. Money, sex, drugs, relationships, religion, you know, really? whatever it is. For those of you who are listening, he's got... Um a picture of the three circles from the North American Mission Board on the back of his phone. Right. So these little squiggly lines remind me of springs. And what does a spring do when you pull it out? It goes back, right? So you could pull that spring out, and you might get away from something, but as soon as you let it go, it's going right, right back. back. Right. So whatever that little squiggly line is it represents to you you know whatever whatever these are man's attempts at getting out of brokenness because nobody truly wants to be broken right right god knew when he created the world he didn't create it broken he created it perfect right and adam and eve ran from that perfect world into sin Mm -hmm. that's what this little man here represents right this little man here running from running from god running to sin Okay, so God knew that we couldn't get out of it. So he sent his son, Jesus Christ, and that's what this third circle right here represents. And he sent his son, Jesus Christ, 
to die on the cross for our sins, right? So this little arrow represents Jesus's death. This little arrow represents Jesus's resurrection. And because of that, he is now the king and he sits on the throne at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, right? So if we are willing, this little man right here is turning from the brokenness. If we're willing to turn from that brokenness and to him, then he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us, and put us back into a right relationship with God, right? Yeah. Now, this represents our glorified body. You know, us we're glorified in his eyes through his blood, right? Not through anything that we have done, but through his blood, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'll ask you this, and I don't want an answer. Just answer it to you. <laughs> I'm asking it's rhetorical, it. Eli. Just keep it in your heart, okay? So every head bowed, every eye closed. <laughs> which one of these circles do you find yourself in today? And if you're in this one, what are you doing? Because we're not called to sit up here on our salvation, right? Yep. What are you doing to go back out into the brokenness and share Jesus with the world around you? Exactly. We have too many Christians that just, oh, I'm saved. All right. Hey, come to church. Uh, cool. I did, did, did my due diligence. That's, that's yeah. what I'm supposed to do. No. He says make disciples. Make learners of people. Yeah. Are, you, are you humbly letting God use you for his redemptive plan? Exactly. That's right. Um, and I like how you talked about the, the brokenness of the world. And as a result of that, we have disease, sickness, sin, death, and all that. But through God's divine redemptive plan, we have an option or a way out of that. Um, That's right. And so God would, we, like we said, I guess three episodes ago, God <laughs> would be equally just in destroying all of this and sending all of us to hell. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just like he did with the flood, God would be all just in doing that again. But he gave us a way out when we didn't deserve it. And, yeah. Um, so do you have any, like, advice or... Um, Anything like on, on those lines for anybody that's um, listening? Advice that's a pretty for broad question. Just advice, in, just, just in general. I guess really, yeah. You know, if anybody does have any questions about this, if you if anybody is struggling with anything, you know, you feel free to leave a comment, or you can find us on. Um, social media, you can find us on our website, mm -hmm. and you can send us a message, and we would be we would be glad to come and, mm -hmm. and talk with you, counsel with you, whatever it is that you need. Um, you know, these are difficult things. And, you know, I'm not saying that you can't watch any TV show that's not rated G, because honestly, there's shows that there's, there's TV uh, or movies that are rated G that we probably shouldn't watch, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you need to, I, need, I think you need to check your heart, make sure that you're guarding it. Make sure that you're, you know, watching things that are pure and not something that's discerning the, the spirit. Exactly. Um, you know, I think as Christians, Jesus needs to be the forefront of everything that we do. 
you know, and earlier when you had mentioned of, you know, you were watching that show and then you realized that somebody else was there. A younger, there was younger eyes on it. Exactly. Well, now, instead of that, every time you sit and watch a TV, think about Jesus sitting there right next to you. Right. Are you covering his eyes too, you know? (laughs) Well, and I don't know if I've shared this before or not, but my grandmother, um, this has been a long time ago, she would tell us that her favorite movie in the world was Scent of a Woman with Al Pacino. And uh, there was one weekend, uh, my aunt and uncle decided they were gonna we'll just do a big chili dinner and we'll rent the movie and we'll just have a family movie night. Now, what Granny did not tell us was she had only watched that movie on network television where they cut things that you can't do and say on network television. Mm-hmm. Well, my uncle had gone to, Eli, there used to be this store called uh, Blockbuster where you could go and rent video cassettes <laughs> of movies. So a cassette is before DVDs. It's like uh, a, I don't know what a cassette okay. is. All right. Okay. So he went to Blockbuster <laughs> and rented the movie. And uh, Al Pacino, I think, has put into his contract how many times he's allowed to say a certain word because it came out multiple times and my it was like every time it came out it's like a bullet in my grandmother's chest like oh what did he say exactly what you thought he said (laughs) and like every time there was foul language she would just be like oh you know literally clutching the pearls (laughs) and after a while she just got really quiet and we all looked over and there were tears coming down her face and we're like what's wrong? And she's just like, I have told my Sunday school class that this is a good movie. (laughs) You know, and, you know, breaking the tension, I'm like, well, I guess you will be at the altar on Sunday morning. (laughs) But no, like, her heart was broken because, again, she had had only seen the edited version on television. She had not seen the uncensored theatrical Version. Oh man! Bless her heart. So she was, she was all worried about all these people at church, but she had said this is a really good movie, and now that she had seen what it was, she was like, she was worried about her testimony. You know, how's this going to affect? Wow! Yeah, my witness to people. Right. Got to guard your heart, man. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's good for this episode. Yeah. Thank you so much, Todd, for coming on here and bringing the word yeah thanks for sharing your heart yeah you know we would like to dedicate this particular episode to the memory of vicki rust and the legacy of faith that she has given to her family and all of us who crossed her path